Hello, everyone. I would like to welcome you all back to the 15 Minute Coffee podcast. Uh, you're currently listening to part two of our episode with Devin Hughes of Buy Me. So my name is Neve Lawler, and I'm also joined today with Drew Fahey. So for part two of this episode, uh, we covered a lot of very interesting topics. Uh, we talked a lot about neuroplasticity and how to really retrain your brain to think and act differently. We also talked about how to build new neural pathways to help deal with emotions such as jealousy and failure. We also talked about mental health and how important it is to really look after your mental health and to keep a supportive network of people around you who you can really reach out to. If you, if you haven't already, I would highly recommend to go back and listen to part one of the podcast, just so you can get a better feel for what we're talking about. And so you can sort of dive deep into the conversation that we had with Devin. So without further ado, let's get back into it. The words that you mentioned there, neuroplasticity. It's a topic I find extremely interesting. And I was saying to Drew, I was very excited to ask this question. Building new neural pathways and, you know, changing your mind. You know, I think, again, a lot of people think that the way they were born, like that's it, they can't change. But like you can, you can build these new neural pathways and you can learn, you can train your brain to thinking new ways. Do you believe in in that kind of stuff or what is your kind of opinions on you know the power of the mind or I, I can't express how 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 uh important it is um like I I'm a deeply visual person like I uh, I remember like I remember in uh second no university I would get up for for a while I got up every morning like you know, six o'clock in the morning, just because so I could get up when it was dark, basically. Um, got up really early and I had this slideshow that I prepared. Um, now, you know, in my earlier years, I was very materialistic. I was very focused on the 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 material part of success, not the um the the personal feeling of success or what that meant in terms of overall well-being. I was much more materialistic, just naturally. I was a you know 18-year-old lad, you know, that's it's quite common. Um, and I would wake up every morning, I would look at a, 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 I would have a slideshow and I would play the same music every day. I have this slideshow and I'd, I'd look at, you know, all the material things that I would want or that I deemed successful. Um, and that was something that I did myself. I didn't read about that. I was just doing that. Right. But fast forward and that, by the way, that wasn't healthy. Um, that was not the right energy. And I think a lot of reasons why my earliest businesses failed was that I was, I was too focused on the material gain of, 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 of being an entrepreneur. Um, and I wasn't focused on the the value of the journey of being an entrepreneur, and that is much more valuable, uh, and and much more abstract and a little bit harder to get your head around, um, because it, it's mainly dealing with oneself. Um, but fast forward now, and I'm still I still actively focus on visualization, but primarily talking about things. So my my way of visualizing is that I will communicate with all those around me what my goals are. Um, there's a there's a great uh, Garrett did a great interview with the founder of Siri who sold his company to to Steve Jobs, um, and he calls them VSGs, verbally stated goals. Um, so like you know a lot of people have goals that they hold within themselves, they never talk about them, 
Uh, and the reality is, is that if you never talk about what you're trying to achieve, the chances of it materializing are next to none, right? So, I mean, first, first step of materializing something is to share it, to speak it out in, in the world and share it with others. Um, I'm a big believer in uh, the ability to uh, manipulate reality just by participating in it. Um, and a big part of that is just sharing ideas with others um, and getting input and, and ideas are infectious. Um, and, and viral in nature. Um, and so I think the impact that, for example, that Buy Me has had uh, has, is, is quite profound. You know, we've changed the way a lot of people are living their lives, 200,000 users across you know, three cities and two countries. You know, they're buying their groceries, they're living their lives in a different way because of something that we did. You know, we're working with grocery retailers, they're changing the way their supply chains work uh, because of something we did. So you know, that's, that's, that's materializing something and pushing it to reality. And I do that for the business and I do that personally. Um, and so I, I start by talking, start by telling those around me, those who I trust about what I'm trying to achieve and, and get their support and their advice in terms of how do I achieve it um, and, ask, and ask for help in that sense. Um, it's so important to visualize what you're trying to do, but it's, it's useless if all you do is visualize and you never discuss it or you never share it because you're not pushing it out there into the world. Yeah, I suppose one last question from me, just in terms of you know what you were saying there about sharing your goals. Do you think it's important to be selective with who you share your goals with? Because I know, you know, a lot of people like you could have a dream and you could tell someone and they'd be like, oh, you know, that's absolutely rubbish. You're not going to achieve that. And that can kind of feed into your conscious mind. Do you think, you know, you should be picky with who, um, you know, you kind of share your hopes and dreams with? Absolutely. I would take a step further and say you should be picky about who you spend time with. Absolutely. (laughs) first instance like why are you spending time with a person who you would be worried about sharing that with it's true right? i mean you know so that that's that's the that's the that's the fundamental question um if you feel like you can't be your authentic self and you can't talk about the things that you're trying to achieve with someone it's probably because that person adds less value to you than you've had perhaps add to them um, and you may need just to think, have a little bit of think about, you know, the reason that you're in that relationship in the first place. And when I say relationship, it could be friends, like I said, friends, family, loved ones, um, romantic partners, you know, the, that type of feeling, that good feeling of, oh, I sh- maybe I shouldn't tell this person. That's telling you a lot more about the nature of the relationship than it is anything else. Um, and I would be making a decision based on that good feeling. You can still tell them if you, if you want, you know, um, what you also need to be aware of, though is that if you're carrying in bad habits, bad traits and, and, and bad mannerisms from uh, what you've picked up in, in other circles, that you might need to be very, very conscious of that and be, be mindful that you know, that might be a barrier for you to connect with other people who could potentially become more added value. So again, there's a whole introspectiveness that comes with, with one's success, one's career, uh, relationships, friendships, um, and it, it it permeates everything. It's not just about being an entrepreneur. It's been a better, been professional, been been a good uh, wife or husband or um, you know, or brother or son. It's all about you know the type of energy that you're carrying with yourself and who you are as a, as being a, who you, what your values are as an individual. And um, you know, one of the things that I I became very very focused on. Um, particularly in the last seven years or so was I was going to always going to be very transparent with people, very honest about my experiences, the things that I've gone through, but most importantly about, you know, the relationships that I have with people just to be very honest and, and open and share the experiences that I've had um, and try to avoid and, and not get sucked into what I deemed to be negative culture. 
And that a lot of that is, comes down to even just, you know, general chit chat about others. You know, if I feel like someone's been talked about and they're not there, I'll most likely remove myself from that situation as fast as possible. Um, I don't like I don't like that culture of uh, of in on non transparency. You know, like I like to make sure that if I have a relationship with someone, it's because of, it's it's the relationship that I have with that individual, and it's not been influenced by other people around me. Um, and so that's a that's a big part of kind of how I approach it. But yeah, it's 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 all it's, it's all about what's in here. It's all going on in here. Um, and the outside world is is really it can be as influential to it as it is to the external world if that makes sense I think again like it's kind of back to the Irish mentality I feel like we also have a problem with like saying no and I think you know if you can get to that point of like you said like removing yourself from situations where you feel you know that energy is not good for you you know I think I heard a great statement that's really stuck with me um, and it was actually um it was one of the one of the actors who plays uh, uh, Wanda the Witch in Marvel. She was doing an interview um, with a journalist, and she was talking about what uh, he asked her what was the most important thing that her parents taught her, and she said, "No" is a full sentence. I I was blown away by that. Yeah, it's like terrible. Just, yeah, just just to be able to say no, not having to explain yourself not having to, to say, you know, why that's not for you or why you've chosen to do that. It's just been comfortable in that. And, and, you know, being able to hold your own counsel, I think is an incredibly valuable aspect. I've struggled with that mm. in the early parts of my career. You know, I struggled to fill the silence in a discussion. And um, like, that's, that's the same energy. It's this kind of like wanting to, to, to please or to, you know, to, 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 to uh, make people feel comfortable all the time. And, you know, being, first of all, being comfortable with yourself, and and you know realizing that you know you should be able to make your own decisions um, and not feel like you have to explain them to anyone um, yeah. and like i said this isn't just at a professional level i mean it's incredibly valuable incredibly powerful when you can really own and hold your own counsel in a, in a professional environment um, and yeah. you know but most importantly personally you know being able to have that same sort of ability and, and confidence uh, in your in your in your own personal dealings i think is is, is also increasingly increasingly important yeah, I think so many people are looking for answers outside and they never really truly listen to themselves. So there's a lot of noise. Yeah. It's not easy. Yeah. There's a lot of noise out there. Um, again, like taking the time, like, I mean, taking the time to think about your own mental health is incredibly important. Um, it's, it's, it's actually probably the first big step. I think one of the biggest barriers to people's success um, is, is not taking care of themselves. You know, I started to realize very early, well, not very early. Um, I would think maybe somewhat earlier than than maybe others. I was about maybe uh, through, it was two two years ago, a little over two years ago. I started to realize the stress of of the business was starting to consume me somewhat, and I just wasn't I wasn't dealing with it. Um, and I I could have carried on for another ten years and and just gotten through it and like just pushed my way through. But I realized that if I didn't take action my forties were probably going to be a, a pretty rough ride, right? Cause I could feel that, you know, I, w I was not building a very strong foundation. So I started going to therapy uh, once a week and I did that for, for two years. Um, and I did that specifically to try and deal with some of the more underlying um, personality drivers that I had. And why was I getting stressed about the things like what, what was making me tick? 
Um, and the reality is, is that, like I said, we're made up of all of the experiences that we've had in life. Um, and unless you fully understand yourself, it's going to be really difficult. Um, and you're going to place a huge amount of pressure on yourself and you're not going to give yourself a, you're going to, you know, you need to be somewhat uh, easygoing on yourself. And without, without having that understanding and appreciation for what you're trying to deal with, um, you, you don't give yourself much slack and then you end up starting to apply more pressure to yourself. And then you, the negative, negative, com uh, commentary starts to come into your mind about what you're doing or, you know, how you're, how you're going about it. And so mm -hmm. I think that's, you know, people being, you know, again, taking the time to look after themselves and their mental health, I think is vitally important again, at a younger age, particularly with everything that's going on at the moment, you know, be yeah. very, very, very conscious of the impact of what's happened in the last 18 months and how it's, how it's affected you mm -hmm. uh, and make sure that you make time to talk to someone. It does, shouldn't be family and friends. Like the biggest value that I've gotten out of, you know, having uh, someone to talk to and having that space is it's not emotionally connected. It's just a soundboard. It's this space where you can bring the shit that you're dealing with and start to unpack what it all means for you. And mm -hmm. um, like I, I would say if there was one thing that has been, I feel has been a game changer for me, it was, it was taking that step. Um, and that's something that Ireland is not, that's something that we're not great at mm -hmm. uh, encouraging you know, people to actually reach out and, and speak to someone. We say it, but I'm not sure we, I'm not sure we really live it. Um, and it's something that I, I have found quite instrumental uh, just in my own sense of well-being. you know, success or not with business and um, that comes and goes. Um, yeah. but, you know, you're, you're a, you're a long-term asset. <laughs> Take care of it. <laughs> um, but what I would say is that, you know, what I'm constantly striving for is just to reach an improved sense of calmness. Try to be calm. You know, I, I want as little volatility in my, in my life as possible, which is, you know, unique when you start, starting a business, right? <laughs> There's nothing but volatility. Um, but if you can be the constant calmness, you know, if you can be comfortable in your own skin, the failures, the successes, they can wash over you. Um, but, you know, you kind of have a, a deep and inherent understanding of who you are as a person and the journey that you're on. Um, you know that that becomes a little bit less impactful, and you get to just enjoy the ride. Yeah, um, it definitely is a problem in Ireland. Not talking about you know mental health issues and working on yourself, but I know this is only the third episode of our podcast series. But every one of our entrepreneurs we've had on so far has really talked about the importance of working on your mental health, going to psychotherapy sessions, getting yourself checked out, and it's really nice to see that because it will bleed into the next generations and the up and coming entrepreneurs. I'm delighted to hear that, you know, because um, it's certainly, I certainly feel it's something that needs to be encouraged the most. Um, and yeah, and it just needs to be a natural part of kind of how you go about dealing with stuff. You know, you go to a doctor, you go to a dentist, you know, <laughs> um, there's lots of, there's no, there's no, uh, there's no stigma attached to that stuff. But when it comes to, again, it's all wrapped up in that ego and that sense of failure. Mm. You have to go and talk to someone. Oh, you're failing in life. You know, mm. that, that's what people feel like. I know I certainly did. I struggled for a long time. I, I'm very lucky. I have a very supportive wife. And uh, Lais was very encouraging for many years. Softly encouraging. It was never kind of, you need to do this. But it was always like, you know, you should consider it. Maybe have a think about this, you know. Mm. Um, and over a number of years, she really kind of really kind of supported me in getting to the decision that I needed to. Um, what I was so worried about, and it sounds so silly now, is I, worry, I was worried about a stranger messing around with my head. You know, and the influence that might come from that. And, you know, is that gonna, is that going to change the way I behave? negatively and and all the rest but, but what i realized having gone through the process now and spent two years you know really really doing the work is that um they they don't do anything you're the one in in the driver's seat you know when you go to these this type of environment of this type of session it's it's you you're putting you're rolling up the sleeves 
and you're getting stuck into it. It's messy at times, but you walk away feeling like, wow, I actually, you know, made, made some progress there. Um, and like anything, it takes, it takes commitment. You know, you're not going to get it out in the first session or two. Um, mm. you're, you need to kind of stick with it, you need to, to have a bit of consistency and focus um, and, and kind of believe in yourself that you can get there. Um, mm. But it is, it is taking that time, more so than anything else, it's just taking that time, whether it be weekly, monthly, um, or otherwise, it's taking that time for yourself to work on your shit mm. and with no influence from, from anyone who's emotionally connected to you uh, in a positive or negative way. Um, but yeah, I would highly encourage for anyone who is, is you know, considering whether that's something for them, spend a bit of time doing it. It's not cheap. You know, you'll have, it's an investment in yourself, um, but it's one well worth making. Um, and, you know, I'd encourage, yeah, I'd be, I'd be surprised if, if people don't walk away feeling like it was, they're better off because of it. Yeah, I think just to add on that again, I think something that also helps is kind of what we're doing right now is just making mental health a normal part of a conversation and not talking about it like oh god like you know like the elephant in the room like we're just including it as if it's normal because it is yeah you know so i, I certainly think it's becoming much more par for the course um just in, yeah. gen, in 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 the general nomenclature of society um and again i have to think it's sessions like this it's it's podcasts it's instagram it's connectivity it's the network community driven um you know support uh culture that is emerging and i have to say like i i'm so much more excited about where ireland is now than I ever have been. Um, you know, I feel it's palpable, it's tangible. Um, I, you know, I've, uh, I've come across so many incredible entrepreneurs at every level, um, and I feel like I've had an opportunity to add value um, to, to many of those people, whether it's just by having a coffee with them or whether it's introducing them to someone who, they, who could add value. Um, it's, it's just, it's, it's, a, it's an exciting place to be right now. Um, and I think if you take that, that approach into the, into the world, that you know you're going to add value with no expectation of reward um it's when things start to really really uh really work so we'll go on to the last set of questions now firstly we were wondering if you had any book recommendations for books which have helped you get to where you are today and could help our listeners do the same yes uh, the chimp paradox um by uh stephen peters I actually have it here in front of me funny enough um this is a bloody great book um, so this is this uh, essentially is a, a very simplified uh, explanation around uh, the way our, our minds work um, ultimately talking about the different types of brains that we are essentially dealing with. Um, and it breaks it breaks down your thought processes and the dealing of, of, of external factors um, into essentially your computer brain, which is where all your, your math and your logic sits. Um, but the most important one, which is your chimp. Um, and your chimp is this incredibly aggressive, emotional uh, creature um, that in most instances gets the information before all the other brains um, and starts taking actions uh, before, before the other brains can kind of step in to, to, to uh, regulate. Um, but it's a, it's a really, really, really great, great book on, on just mind management. Um, I would highly encourage it. Um, so I, I like I like to mix kind of my reading with with you know books like that. Uh, I'm also reading. I'm a big fan of commercial history, and um, so I'm reading uh, the. This is a bit of a chunky read, so it's taken a while. It's called uh, the First Tycoon, which is Cornelius Vanderbilt, uh, which is the essentially the guy responsible for building the steam engine and railroad networks of the United States. Um, a massive influence at an economic level and one of the wealthiest peoples in history. Um, what I love about reading about commercial history is looking for similarities um, in, 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 in market dynamics. 
Um, I like when I approach business and I approach markets, I like to think quite macro about what's happening in the world and what external factors could be influencing uh, the direction of travel. Um, and what I love is looking back historically, looking at the types of challenges that that entrepreneurs and 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 you know business-minded people were facing back then, and then extrapolating that out. You know, applying the technology and giving it, you know, and normalizing it to a certain degree, but thinking about it, about what that means for the challenges that I'm facing on a day-to-day basis. Um, I suppose one last question from my side. Would you have any advice to any entrepreneur who, you know, has failed and feels like giving up at the moment? What would you say to them? Um, accept that feeling for what it is. It's a moment in time and it will it will pass. And the reality is in that five years time, you will not be thinking about this failure. That is fact. Fact. You probably won't be thinking about it in five months. Um, you know, it, it, these, these feelings are, are fleeting uh, and failure is, is uh, it's not, not a constant. It's, it's, uh, it's just, yeah, it's just a moment in time. Um, so don't be too hard on yourself. If you need to feel sorry for yourself, go ahead and do it um, and start, start looking at other stuff. The reality is, and you know, there's no shortage of ideas out there. There's no shortage of opportunity. Um, and you no doubt probably have a massive advantage over else. You have a lot of time on your hands. Um, so just you know, value that. And the average, the average entrepreneur takes seven times for the average entrepreneur to succeed. Um, so, and you're, you're ahead of the vast majority of people because you're already one down. So one down, six to go, and it could happen on the next one. Um, but you already have, you're already ahead of the curve having gotten that first one out of the way. Um, because think of all the people who are still just thinking about potentially trying to start a business. You know, um, What I would say, it goes back to neuroplasticity. Entrepreneurship is a muscle. I do not, do not subscribe to that you are born an entrepreneur. Like No baby comes out and says, I'm going to start my own business. Like That's not a thing, right? It's the experiences that you have that shape you. Um, but most importantly, the ability to execute and build a business is a muscle. Um, and the more you flex it, the more developed it becomes and the faster you become at it. Um, you know, I know, I know that because for four, four businesses in, when I started working on buy me, it was a totally different experience. There was a level of, of calmness. I wasn't rushed. Um, I wasn't running head first. I spent 18 months researching and preparing to launch buy me. Um, you know, it wasn't something I came up with over, overnight and, and started the next day. Uh, I quit my job and got another job just to prepare to start by me um, so there's a whole journey that you can you go on um, and it was much more methodical and the reason it was methodical was that i'd learned i'd learned lessons from previous businesses um, there's a great there's an article i wrote on on linkedin um, called how to quit your cushy nine to five and start your own business and it's like step one don't quit your fucking job um, and in that article i have like three simple steps that i i i think are really important and it doesn't matter where you, whether you have a corporate job or not these three steps are vital to being able to start a business. Um, and if you're skipping any one of them, you're increasing your chances of failure significantly, exponentially, I would say. Um, so I encourage people to go check that out. It's on my LinkedIn um, and it's, it's in my article section. But yeah, if you've just failed, congratulations. You're further, you're further than most. It's a fantastic <laughs> point to end on. And a big thank you to you, Devin, for joining us and giving us so much content covered we actually covered a lot of substantial topics there in a very short yeah that was time. easy right uh, <laughs> yeah look I, I i i think these sessions are so valuable i think the fact that you guys take time out of your day to do it i think is incredible um, and so happy to support uh, in any way that I can